Welcome to Childcare CRM, the podcast. You're familiar with Childcare CRM, the company, and hopefully you love using Childcare CRM, the product. I'm your host, Sierra Rossing, and I serve as the content marketing specialist at Childcare CRM. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is all about how to establish a millionaire mindset as a childcare business owner or operator. I'm joined with Andrea Dickerson, who is a childcare business coach and consultant, as well as an industry influencer. She has over 10 years of childcare experience, both as a childcare business owner, as well as as a coach. And she has a lot of valuable insight to share with us today. Some of the things that we'll be covering are how to market to your target audience, how to define your target audience in the first place, as well as how to develop your messaging and your branding to attract your ideal client for your business. So definitely stay tuned. And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to us online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We're at Childcare CRM. Enjoy. For any of our listeners who may not be familiar with you, if you're comfortable, do you mind sharing how you got started in the childcare industry in the first place? Absolutely. Well, long story short, I got started in childcare um, while home. I was babysitting um, a good friend of mine. She had two children and she wanted to um, have some self-care time. And so normally I'll be out and about on Saturdays myself. But I decided, yeah, why not? I'll watch the kids. And so I stay home that night and I watched the kids and I had a divine intervention that happened in my life. And so from that point forward, children became an interest of mine. And um, it was a a natural skill set and ability that I had and um, just started babysitting. And from there, my dad asked me a question. I had several uh, times in my life where I was dismissed from a job. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, girl, you got to get it together. He was like, you really got to get it together. What is it that you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, dad. Let me pray about it. And so um, I prayed about it and I heard it so clearly, Sierra. I heard it clearly that in my prayer time, I heard the words daycare. It wasn't early childhood care and education. It wasn't, you know, the terminology that we have evolved into over time. It was basic daycare. And I was like, me? Where would I start? How can I get started? And so I just um, continued on my journey of believing in that inner voice that I heard. And so I went from babysitting to seeking out a location to securing the location. And when I got started, I had no childcare experience, no management experience, no um, educational background in early childhood care and education. I mean, I had some educational background, but not in childcare, okay? And then um, I just had no experience. I never walked in a daycare before, never picked up a niece and nephew from a daycare, didn't have any friends in daycare. So who would have thought that my journey towards childcare success would have came from an inner voice that says, go for it, go for daycare. And I did it. Wow. That's amazing. That's quite, yeah, quite the, you know, founding story. Did you start with home daycare initially or did you immediately open up a center? 
No, I immediately went right into a 11,000 square foot building. I know, right? We were licensed for well over 200 children and I had no marketing experience, no background in systems, no background in managing people. Here I am, 19, 20 years old. Um, All I have is experience of babysitting my good girlfriend, children or my own niece and nephew. And, um, And so I just started from there. And when I went in, I went in you know, really in the terminology unlearn. I didn't have the tongue of the learn at that time. I didn't know how to run a facility. All I knew was I didn't even have any children of my own at this time. I just knew I wanted to take care of children because I heard it in my inner man tell me that this is what I should be doing. And so when I put my mind to something, I grab hold of it and I go for it. And so here I am trying to fill up a childcare facility with no marketing experience, no systems experience, and definitely no no management experience. And it took me about a year's time to get 60 children. But over that time, I was like, you know what? How can I make this better? But there was no Andrea Dickerson to help me. Yeah. So it took me a while, but I got it. Wow. And do you still have that facility today? Um, no, we actually, um, within a year of owning that facility, the lack of my millionaire mindset, I didn't have a millionaire mindset at that time. And so I, I came into a season where my dad became ill and um, he was like my my strong man behind me, rooting me on, my cheerleader of my dreams. And when my dad became ill, I was seeking for a way out because not having the right skill set, every day just felt like a task. It didn't feel like I was in love with my business. It felt like I had to fight against the staff, fight against the parents, fight against the state, fight, you know? So I um, eventually, I did become pregnant. And I had my, my very first child, my son, and my mom um, had him one day at the front desk and she was giving him a bottle. And she says, Dion, which is my, my family name, she says, something's wrong. And I said, what, mom? Because I was breastfeeding at the time, so I didn't notice anything. And mom said, he's not taking this bottle. So I looked at my baby and sure enough, everything on my baby's left side of his body was not functioning well. I know, right? So I took that sign as let me get out of the childcare industry and focus in on my own son. So um, come to find out my son had a case of Bell's palsy, which is where the the nerves on one side of the body um, were paralyzed. So we went through physical therapy and I tell you the truth, because of my lack of skill set, I was looking for a way out. My dad was ill and I made every excuse instead of improving myself, instead of seeking ways to go with the flow and learn and become better. I was looking for ways to quit. And so I did. I sold the location um, and I walked away with nothing. Um, And I didn't even walk away with enough money to to do anything. So by this time, my credit score um, is low. I don't have any money to get started again. But then about a year or two later, the passion to care for children began to rise back up. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to start a childcare business after so much has evolved in my life? 
Wow. Yeah. Um, sorry if you hear any background noise, by the way. The I think they're like landscaping in my apartment complex. Um, so, but <laughs> that's a, that's really amazing. I can't imagine going through all of that and then still being so focused on your goal. Yeah. Um, so how many centers do you currently own and operate? Are you kind of just focusing on consulting? So we have a different model. We have a jumpstart model here in my area where we work with childcare potential owners who want to own and operate a facility. And we put them in our facility uh, where we launch our uh, program. We put them in that facility and we give them um, about three years to utilize our systems, to utilize our branding and build their own company. And then eventually, at the end of those three years, they'll move on or go another round with the three years. And so it's been a very successful model here for us. Um, and it allows us to have hands-on coaching and to stay current um, on the, with what's happening in the industry and on the cutting edge. So although we don't work with the children every day, we still have our um, hands in the mist. Yeah. So you're kind of helping um, other people get started in the child care industry, like yeah. in person as well yeah. as online? Yes. Oh, wow. And yes. where are you located again? So we are about four hours from Atlanta. We're right in between. Yep. So if you guys have ever heard of um, Jacksonville, Florida, or Savannah, Georgia, we're like right in the middle. Okay, great. And so you kind of offer you offer this program to anyone in that area? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we go through an interview process mm -hmm. and they have to qualify. But um, it's been a very successful way of helping owners jumpstart their child care success. And given your you know, history when you were first getting started, is that kind of what inspired you to move from owning and operating centers into this you know, coaching, consulting role? Well, um, honestly, it evolved naturally. You know, as you grow and you become more in tune with your gifts and talents, you go back to that little girl in you. And my childhood dream was to always be a teacher. And I didn't, yeah, so when I started in childcare, I started my childcare business um, from a foundation of wanting to teach as I believe. I mean, the, the story behind this is so phenomenal. I remember what really launched me into um, starting my child care is after I had gotten let go of jobs before and my dad came to me, I went for this last interview and it was with our school system. And my first grade teacher was interviewing me. It's um, Robinson, I'll never forget it. They were interviewing me for an assistant um, role for the school system. And I failed that interview. I was so nervous. I couldn't even open my mouth and talk. And I was like, why am I so afraid to do what I've always wanted to do? Miss Robinson inspired me and she was interviewing me. So this shouldn't be hard. But that let me know that, you know, I love teaching and it wasn't for me to work in the school system, but it was for me to develop my own system and teach children as I believe. And so that's really what got me into consulting. It was my natural gift for teaching and wanting for the students or those who I teach to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what kind of, um, aside from, of course, the in-person program that you offer for other people looking to get into the industry, what kind of events, programs, or resources do you offer? Or is there anything new coming out that people should be aware of to check out? 
Okay, so yes, um, currently we have the Business School of Child Care Success, which is Jumpstart Academy. And so in this academy, I get a chance to ensure that my students are taught the behind the scenes of owning and operating a successful child care business based on systems. I teach my students on how to create a turnkey um, child care franchise-like model and I, I teach it in such a way so that they can see themselves um, obtaining their goals, teaching children, obtaining and retaining staff, and I teach it in such a way so that they can have a freedom that they deserve as childcare business owners. And so what I work um, towards is helping childcare business owners just live the childcare dream of owning a business and it not owning you. So we have the business school and then we have um, another portion of our company which are offering virtual Super Saturdays. And so Super Saturdays are where childcare business owners that own and operate either a center or multiple sites, they come and they learn for up to four hours on this particular Saturday. And it's a very low entry um, cost for owners to come in and just have the opportunity to improve their mindset, learn about the systems they need, have major aha moments and takeaways that will help them go back into their business on Monday on fire, ready to implement their goals, ready to get systems in place. And so those are the two formats that we've been using to help childcare owners pivot during the pandemic, to help them continuously have a mindset of prosperity, and to get ready for more increase to come their way. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about the 30-day potty training program and the, I think you mentioned in your Instagram live session, uh, seeing it, seeing it, and mastering it. So I was kind of wondering if you could offer a little bit more insight as to what that looks like for you and your center. Absolutely. So, yes, I created a potty training system because I realized that if I was going to set myself apart from others in the industry, that I needed to hone in on a skill set, perfect it and offer it to clients where they can see the difference between what we're doing in my program versus any other program in the city. And so I knew I had a real natural gift for potty training. And so did the ladies on my team. I mean, you know, they could just go through potty training and, and with, not, with nothing, you know, like they went through potty training easily and effortlessly. So we decided at the team that we would build a system where we could um, ensure that children were potty trained in 30 days or less. And so my differentiate to be able to differentiate myself in the community because everybody offered potty training, but I developed it where it was our program highlight. And so with it being our program highlight, we gave a guarantee and a promise that within three days of following our potty training system, that the child would be potty trained. So what did that do? That brought in moms who needed help with potty training, busy moms grandparents who were um, taking over custody of the children. You know, grandparents like, I'm too old for this. Help me out. <laughs> and so, um, and then we took on, you know, single dads. Dads who were stepping up to the plate and raising their children on their own, especially with little girls. 
so that brought so much value because No Child Care Program was marketing the potty training system. So we turned it into a full training. So not only did we have the 30-day system, but we offered it as one of our parent meetings. And so we did a full parent meeting around potty training. It was so fun to see the dads and moms involved. And then we also did it where we um, created a training where the parents would attend on a Saturday and we would teach them training techniques that they can utilize at home. And then that is what made our system so effective because it wasn't just something that we did inside of the program, but it's what we extended for parents to utilize at home. And then we also extended it for parents who weren't enrolled with us to come and attend. So that was a major way of marketing our company with the 30-day potty training system. Yeah. And in like I mentioned, that Instagram uh, live video, I think it was on January 26th that you hosted and you talked about, you know, having a millionaire mindset, discussing million dollar childcare system. And then you also mentioned that in the past you hadn't necessarily been marketing that potty training program to your ideal client. And so they, you weren't getting, you know, the kind of the cooperation from parents that you really wanted for this program. So how would you suggest that, other owners and operators start kind of identifying that ideal prospect for them and their business. Right. And so, you know, that came about because I became a multiple center owner and everything was working like a clock wheel or like a turnkey in my business. And so when it starts working turnkey, word of mouth gets out and then you kind of get relaxed in areas where you shouldn't get relaxed. And so that's where I said, you know what, I got to get back into intentional marketing, being intentional about marketing to the ideal client that I want. So I got really clear about the services that I provided. You know, we talked earlier about the see it, say it, master program. Well, see, that's a law of attraction. That's a law of manifestation. That's a biblical law of meditation. And so I applied that biblical law in my business where because the scripture tells us to meditate both night and day, therein we will have good success. So that's how we were teaching our children how to see their vocabulary words, how to say their vocabulary words. And we did it um, consistently every single day so that they could have good success. And so that's how we applied our proprietary cur curriculum in our program through that law of meditation. And so when I began to discover that this were the key factors that was causing my company to have success, I said, you know what? I got to focus in on parents that truly want this for their children. So in order for me to um, get clear about what parent this was, I began adding a question during my interviews or my tours. So my interviews were over the phone. And the first question many parents ask is, how much do you charge? And so when parents would ask that question, I would then let them know that we did provide the best rates in town. However, tell us exactly what you want for your child to learn. Now, that allowed the parents to talk to me just to tell me exactly what they were looking for. So if I had a parent that really wasn't, you know, into what they wanted for their children to learn, it gave me a clue on who I was talking to. 
And if I had a parent that was saying, well, right now my son is two, you know, he's barely talking, I need him to become more verbal, then that's when I knew I was working with the right client because with a proprietary system of seeing it, saying it, and mastering it, I knew that I could help that child because that parent needed my systems in order for their child to succeed. So that is how I became more clear about my ideal client by asking questions and knowing the details of the services that I provided. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a great question to ask. I think it gives you a lot of insight about the parents who are going to be potentially joining your center that you have to work with like every single day. Um, right. And so I know, obviously, coming from a marketing background, when we talk about identifying an ideal client or business segment, um, you know, we kind of talk about like income, maybe outline like, what do they do for a living? Where did they, what kind of education level do they have? Or, you know, what's the family look like? So you mentioned in your Instagram live that you did outline those for uh, your perfect parent and yes. into more of the income. How did you calculate, you know, I mean, of course you took, I'm sure your rate and kind of the median salary in your area, but how did you exactly. come together with that number? Well, one of the areas of um, business training that you'll get is learning how to do your cost per child. And so that was the very first step I had to make was how much will it cost for parents to do business with me so that I can deliver this quality service each and every time. So that's when I did my cost per child calculation. And so I do my cost per child calculation with me living and delivering my best in life, right? Because what it may cost for me to take care of a child may not cost the next owner. They may have different um, ways of delivering their service. Whereas if I wanted to have these teachers that were on staff, that were qualified, the potty train, I had to pay more. So when I looked at my cost per child and then I looked at how much dispensable income will a parent need in order to pay for these services, then that helped me to understand my ideal client. Now in the video, I mentioned that I didn't know that process that I know today, but the millionaire mindset in me began to look at um, parents while I was out and about. And as I just looked at those parents, how they did things, where they were, you know, the family structure, it gave me a like, aha moment, like I want to service that type of parent. I want to service that mom that enjoys Saturdays with their children now, or see mom spending time with their, with their little ones, or a, a mom that's working, you know, really hard, but still wants the best for her children. You could kind of like see that, you know, when you're out and about. And so just taking that desire to have more, I then began to read. I believe that readers are succeeders. So I just learned um, on the back end, the financial strategies that I needed in order for my business to make sense. Mm -hmm. And how did you go about determining you know, the perfect messaging now that you were gonna start marketing and advertising to those ideal parents? Right. So I believe that whenever you are offering a service, ask parents questions. When you ask questions, it will give you the answers. And so, again, 
through my experience of answering the phone, having a formal strategy to gather information from parents, listening to my callers, having my ears open to what's happening, reading the actual community newspaper, all of that gave me clues as to what my needs were, well, not my needs, but what the needs of my clients were. And um, so that bled over into my marketing message. So I begin to ask questions, need help with potty training? I begin to ask questions because if I could get the viewer, the reader, the, the driver, the passerby, or whomever they may be to answer yes in their mind when they see my marketing, then that is going to cause them to want more. Because if I can ask you a question and you need help, you're going to want the help. And so that's how my marketing began to attract these people by asking questions. Yeah. Was Need Help with Potty, potty Training the uh, the first billboard that you did? Absolutely. It was my, um, my authentic way of marketing. I had never seen it done like that before. That question was never asked. And so um, that comes from me being authentic to my brand and what my brand offers. And so we did several yard signs, we did the billboard, and it was a major impact in the community because most programs were um, now enrolling. And I just did not want to look or feel or sound the same. I needed my potential to be maturated. So with that being said, I said, need help with potty training because I knew I was on to something mm -hmm. with that potty yeah. System. And another notable aspect of that billboard was that you used the colors black, um, white, and yellow. And you said that these were, you know, you had researched uh, to see what would stand out and capture people's attention. Do you have any additional thoughts about center owners and operators um, and kind of the colors that they choose when defining their brand or even when they're painting the walls in their facility? Absolutely. So um, my story stems from um, my background in early childhood care and education. And I remember learning about um, how children respond to colors. So it's from a child care perspective. And then we'll talk about colors from a marketing perspective. So um, during this time, I said, you know what, I want an infant room that would speak to parents to understand where um, infants are in their developmental stages. So my infant room floor was intentionally tiled in black and white because I remember reading that infants um, up until a certain age or a certain number of weeks could not determine color. So they were only seeing in black and white. So that's why you see a lot of our Melissa and Doug or early childhood um, infant toys, black and white. They all you always see the stripes in the black and white when it comes to soft toys. And so I said, "Aha, that's it." So I used my educational background in early childhood care and education to build my program to to use aesthetics appropriately that would speak for the children as well as I taught parents that during my tour. So that made parents aware that I didn't just put together a room to say, "Aha, I got an infant room." I literally used my background in education that I learned so that I could make sure that my environment was aesthetically pleasing and also appropriate for the age group. 
And so I do talk to owners about that a lot. Your um, classroom wall colors impacts a child's behavior. It impacts the way the brain processes. Um, it impacts their emotions. So colors are definitely a big one when it comes to learn, knowing how to help the child that walks into that room. So I shifted from what I wanted to what would be best for my children that attended my program. So when you would walk in, now this is marketing. So when you would walk into my center, I had a beautiful yellow, not hard yellow, not a dark yellow, but um, a smooth, pale-like yellow. So what that represented was brightness. It made you happy when you walked in. And so then in my space, I had a calm blue orange so that you could be calm when you walked into my office because my colors impacted the emotions of people. And so that's why I chose my colors. And so I used my early childhood care and education background for that. Then when it came to my billboards, I just did the work. You know, I studied my craft. I studied child care. I studied marketing and I studied systems. And so I used my craft of marketing and I realized that if you are going to catch the attention, you only have a few seconds of a car passing by. If you are going to catch the attention, yellow, black, and white have been proven to be colors that attract the driver or passerbyer on the road. So that's why I chose that color. Yellow, black, and white had nothing to do with the Akiba Academy brand. So I would place my logo there, but what the content of the billboard is what I wanted them to read. And that is what attracted mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that during the tour, you would share the insight about the colors you chose with the parents, I think that definitely puts you in a position of, you know, authority. And they're like, oh, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. Yes. She's obviously going to take yes. care of my child. So that's fantastic. I love sharing that during a tour. Absolutely. And also, um, I did hear you say that in your Instagram live, which I'll make sure I link because I know I'm bringing it up a lot. Um, I love it. <laughs> but I know you mentioned that parents were showing up at your center and staying with your center because of maybe the teachers that they liked at your center rather than because of your brand. So how did you start to kind of, you know, align your brand to appeal more to clients so that they would focus on that and the quality rather than the individual teachers? Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, during this time when I did an expansion, I opened up. Um, I had at this time my nanny agency mm -hmm. running. I had my Akiba Academy program running. And now I'm traveling around the world consulting. And then I opened up my second location as an after school program. And then we evolved into a full day program. So now I got two full day programs, an after school program, a nanny agency, and I'm consulting around the world all in a matter of a day's time. So with so much going on, I understand the power of delegating so that you can get more done. So I delegated my academy to the individuals that were running my program. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, it just began to run like clockwork. And so then I took, a, my, I took my attention off of it 
Um, and I just did the numbers. I did the CEO stuff, behind the scenes stuff. And then um, once I started noticing that my program wasn't uh, flowing like I wanted to, um, it wasn't a money thing. It was more of a quality thing because I just started noticing that um, when I would go over to my center, I was just servicing people that, that didn't match my ideal client, you know? So I was like, wait a minute, hold on, what's happening here? And so I realized that I took my hands out of the operations and also my mind. And when you take your mind and your hands off of something, that means whoever has their hands in it, it becomes who that person is. And that person and I were different people. And I realized that people were, you know, bringing their children because they knew the teachers there and not necessarily the program. And that is a mistake. I always encourage my childcare owners that consult with me to always keep your brand number one. Because I used to make a promise to parents because I'm such a realist and honest person. I would tell my parents during the tour or during our sit down that there will be challenges that you'll face with our program. We're not perfect, but as long as I own and operate this program, I guarantee you that I'll do what's right by you and your child. And so when I make that guarantee, I mean it. And so I realized that I had a lot of concerns that I needed to make right. And it was because of people were a part of my program that didn't match my brand based on them enjoying knowing the teachers and not wanting what I literally offered. So it diluted the power of my brand. And I said, oh, no, we got to fix this. Yeah, absolutely. And so our 2020 Building Blocks for Success report here at Child Care CRM, it's kind of an annual um, report where we pull out industry trends and how our users are performing. And uh, one thing that really stood out in the report is that 80% of parents to children under 12 in the U.S. are millennials. So obviously, this is a huge demographic for um, our listeners and our users to capture. How do you advise owners and operators start attracting those millennial parents in today's day and age? Uh, absolutely. So number one is you have to ask questions and think more like them, because if you're thinking from where you are, if you're thinking from from where how you learn, if you are doing things from your perspective, then there is a gap. The gap is you don't know how your prospects are thinking or your clients are thinking. And so I start by asking questions. So that's that thread flows throughout the the um, culture of my business mm -hmm. completely. From when I interact with you online, I'm asking questions. I'm, I'm watching for how do you prefer to communicate? I'm watching for, or I'm asking questions, how do you prefer to communicate? Do you enjoy text? Do you enjoy email marketing? Do you enjoy you know meet, meeting me virtually on Zoom right now? Like we are, parents can meet online via zoom so you just get into their world and then you make your communication style an option mm -hmm. for parents to choose yeah. yeah and do you advise that people starting their their first ever daycare or child care center that they use things like texting a little bit more than email or that they try to host virtual events or use like digital forms any kind of you know, any of these like technology resources that really are geared towards millennials? 
Absolutely. So it's not a matter of choosing one. It's a matter of knowing when it's time to use them all. We have to use all channels of communication in this day and time. There is no one perfect way any longer. You still want to use direct mail. You still want to text. You still want to use billboards. Every way of marketing your business, you want to use it. It's just you sitting down, determining when this message will have the biggest impact using what at what avenue so the avenue is texting okay so what what do i need to say to parents that text will work mm -hmm. best with all right billboards what do i need to tell a parent that this will work best with or virtual events when will mm -hmm. virtual events work best in my organization it is not a matter of just choosing one it's a matter of knowing when and how to use them all yeah, that's a great point. That's a great, that's fantastic. And I like that you also mentioned um, finding a parent's preferred method of communication. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's something we hear a lot uh, from our users that maybe they've been emailing parents and they're just not hearing back. And we were like, well, did you ask if, you know, maybe they prefer to text? Maybe they never check their email or maybe they don't want to text. Maybe they just like email. And so I think that's really vital when um, like I think of, you know, seven communications and kind of the rule of seven engaging with a parent seven times to get them to become more likely to convert. And that's, yeah, something that I think is really overlooked, but is really essential. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to look at how does text work? Text work for when you want to tell someone something really quick, right? And, you, and nowadays you can include a link and then it can lead them to the next step. Email work when you're wanting for that person to hear from you. Not just something quick, but maybe more about what's happening, what's going on in their community, how things are working in the classroom. That's when you're telling your stories. That's when you're literally causing that person to look expect to hear from you throughout the email so email is sort of like a phone call like when you're really gonna have something meaningful to say if you're not making it on a phone call you make it through a uh, email text is like bumping a person like oh don't forget so you just send out a text for something fast virtual events is for when you need that personal one-on-one -on -one impact when you want to see a person so you utilize your virtual events and then digital um digital is for parents that's um cell phone users they have you know information they need to send to you real quick a payment they need to make real quick and, and keep moving, that's when you utilize your your digital. So would I include um, texting in my strategy? Of course. I want to tell a person, hey, thank you so much for signing up for my email. That lets them know I'm just bumping them real quick. Would I use email in my marketing? Absolutely. That's when I'm going to tell parents about an amazing story about why infants colors are black and white and then i'll also include my sale and in, in that email will i use virtual of course if i have a friend that i'm sorry if i have a parent who's um influencing their friends to enroll i'm gonna say hey mom send this link to parents they can take a virtual tour and tell them that you sent them and you'll get a referral fee so of course it's just all about me having marketing um know-how and utilizing different forms to communicate to millennials. Yeah, yeah. And 
Finally, your client attraction um, client attraction trigger system, I believe, is what it's called. Uh, discusses the importance of manifesting, like you mentioned earlier, and so you mentioned, you know, writing things down. Uh, what is it? Seeing it, saying it, and mastering it. Mastering. So, how mm. would you suggest that an owner and operator who's just getting started, or maybe just needs to refine their business a little bit, start manifesting on their own? Yes. So um, manifestation comes with focus. All right. And so you want to focus in on what you really want. And that's what that was my aha moment. Like in order for me to shift from where I was in my business with attracting the wrong people to attracting the right people, I started focusing in on where my ideal clients were, who they were, the possibilities of what they would look like, the family structure, where I would find them, and also the message that we would um, speak about. So a part of manifesting too is also having a visual in your mind um, and also maybe a act as if moment where you have moments where you audibly hear yourself talking to these parents, answering their questions, delivering the service. So here's my last story I want to tell. I love telling my stories because I think stories help my listeners and viewers to understand where my perspective. But um, there was a time in my business where um, I operated in a day to day. And a part of my morning routine is to have my daily confession. And one of my daily confessions is that clients call my business wanting to do business with me. And so in order for me to get what I'm manifesting, I have to act as if. So I would literally pick up my phone in my office and answer my phone without it ringing in the natural but I would see myself talking to parents, enrolling parents in my business, all right? So that was my act as if, my act of faith. And then I would go further and have a staff meeting and have my teachers to complete our, um, our classroom attendance with our faith children enrolled. And so I did things like that because I wanted to focus more on what I wanted and not what I was currently experiencing. And I have had moments in my journey that weren't all perfect. I look back on my journey in 2017. We were down to servicing 20 to 21 children after an amazing attack in my business. And when I tell you this was unheard of, Everything that I taught a client to do, I sure enough had to do it in my own business. And so I had to rebuild my brand in April of 2017 back. And that took me having mental focus, mental toughness, and the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. And so that's why I utilize manifestation tools in my company, because I realized that there's a law that's happening beyond regular business sense, beyond regular business actions. So in order for me to get what's mine, I have to know how to focus on what I really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I definitely believe that, you know, what you think about, you bring about. Um, so just trying to stay positive and focus on yeah exactly what you want uh, I think is really powerful and so where can 
people find that client attraction trigger system if they want to get their own copy in their hands? Absolutely. So um, my main site where individuals can go today and get a free gift from me is iowndaycare.com. And so sign up on my main sites, so which you can get constant stories of motivation and information to empower you to succeed. And then if you want to get directly to the client attraction trigger system, then go to childcaremadeeasy.com. And when you go to that site, you're going to see my main systems that I've used in my childcare career that has caused me to prosper, caused me to know my clients and know how to market to my clients and attract them. So I think if you go there, you'll find the resources you need. Fantastic. Awesome. Yay! Yeah, well, I'll definitely include the link to, like I mentioned, your IGTV video as well as to your website so people can access that easily. But I really appreciate you joining me today. I know you have a lot going on, obviously. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Thank you so much, Sierra. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about childcare CRM or childcare forms, visit us online at childcarecrm.com. And make sure to follow, rate, and review so you never miss out on another episode.